Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Racer Report live at the Hop Hound Brew Pub in Murray. Jeff Bidwell and Dave Winder with you as we have our studio audience joining us here uh, at the Hop Hound. You can always join us every Monday at noon. Come out and watch the show. And as always, if you can't make it at 12 o'clock, the show will air at 6 o'clock on Froggy 103 on Monday night and then also live forever over at GoRacers.com on Podcast Central. We've got a full house with us today as uh, we will be joined by Murray State assistant men's basketball coach Jonathan Maddox, Murray State senior guard Rob Perry, and then on the women's side, head coach Rochelle Turner will be here as well as uh, KY2K. Caitlin Young will be in the house recently uh, eclipsing the 2,000-point mark for uh, her career. Dave, how are we doing today? I'm great. It was a, it was a great Saturday for the racers. Uh, up at uh, Cedar Falls and getting that win, and everybody's, like, trying to figure out where did that come from, and it's just like, <laughs> don't try to figure it out. Just, just enjoy, enjoy it because we, we certainly did enjoy it, especially when uh, you and I, Coach Ben Jacobson, who uh, owns the Missouri Valley record for most wins as a head coach in 18 years with about just under 15 minutes, he's told his starters, you guys come over here and uh, just watch this with me the rest of the, the game. That was – that was something, but the racers perform well, and you, know, you, come, you, you come back here and go to Belmont on Wednesday night, and they're just trying to bottle that thing up and yep. uh, keep this going. Yeah, uh, Ben Jacobson had seen enough. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> racer fans had, had, were hunkered in. They'd have watched that marathon all day long because it was uh, as good of a performance uh, as we've seen out of the guys uh, all season uh, long. Murray State women, uh, they lost at Belmont on Friday night, just a one-game and 12-day stretch for them to – Circle of wagons a little bit. They've got a big week, uh, another couple of road games as they finally finish this road stretch uh, in Carbondale on uh, Friday night, and then they'll head to Missouri State on Sunday. And then, again, the men uh, will be in Nashville on Wednesday and then back at home uh, playing in front of the home crowd Saturday with Evansville. Yeah, just really looking forward uh, to the week ahead. And as we've seen in this league, there just are, there are no easy games. It doesn't nope. matter who you're playing or where you're playing them. It's just uh, it's a challenge, and and to me that's that's been the most uh, impressive thing and the most fun thing for me is man, it's just so competitive, and that's that's what the racers knew they were uh, getting Signing into when, when yep. they joined the valley, and it's it's the it's that's the way it is on uh, both both uh, of the leagues. Well, time now for our McBee Heating and Air Hot Topic of the Week, brought to you by McBee Heating and Air, your authorized Ream Pro partner. Dave, what have you got for us today? Well, just real briefly, uh, Jody Wright, Murray State's new football coach, just named his two uh, coordinators, Ryan Smith, coming on board as defensive coordinator, and Jimmy Ogle as co-offensive coordinator. Uh, hope to get Jody on here in the next uh, few weeks to talk about wrapping up signing class, and by then we'll know more about how spring, uh, the spring football is, is going to work leading up to the spring game. But then uh, my other topic is just the, the amazing thing that is the Murray State-Belmont series in men's basketball. And I go back uh, today, I was just looking at all the games that these two teams have played since Belmont joined the OVC with Murray State. And that first game stands out as Isaiah Cannon and Ian Clark uh, just went back and forth, and the Racers won that game at home. And then there was the late clock issue, and uh, Karan Johnson uh, wins the game for Belmont and Nashville in the OVC championship game. We all know what happened in 2015. T.J. Sapp scores 28, but the Racers get beat uh, at the buzzer. And then 
uh, 18 and 19. The racers uh, totally flipped it with Jonathan Stark, that, that great uh, shot of him uh, circling the Ford Center court, waving the Murray State flag after the racers uh, won it by 17. The game at Murray State where John ja Morant got hurt like on the second trip down the floor uh, but still scored 20. I remember he never even came out of the game. And then uh, in the championship in, in front of a forward center sellout, Morant goes for 36, and the racers beat Belmont um, for the OVC tournament championship. And then, then recently, I remember the night 22, Justice Hill was doing heat checks constantly, and it was, yep, you're still hot, keep shooting. And he scored that incredible 36 points, and the racers won it by 22. Um, the game by K.J. Williams at home uh, in 22 uh, when he scored 30. And then the game last year, uh, just an incredible night for Brian Moore Jr. with 25. Jacoby Wood had eight rebounds and eight assists. And uh, it was Moore who disrupted Ben Shepard just enough on that final play of the game to give the racers a a one-point win. So it's always been a big game ever since Belmont came into the OVC. It remains a big game. And to me, that's what college basketball is all about is those, those rivalries. And I think all of us as racer fans uh, can, can say every time we play Belmont, there's just that little, that little added spice to it, and you're just looking forward to see how the next chapter is going to come out. Well, that was your hot topic uh, brought to you by McBee Heating and Air. McBee Heating and Air, your authorized Ream Pro partner. We come back. Jonathan Maddox, Murray State assistant men's basketball coach, will join us, and we'll get you ready uh, for the Belmont Bruins coming up on Wednesday. You're listening to the Racer Report Live, live from the Hot Pound Brew Pub in Murray. Welcome back to the Racer Report Live at the Hot Pound Brew Pub in Murray. Jeff Bidwell and Dave Winder joined now by Murray State assistant coach Jonathan Maddox. Uh, quite a quite a roller coaster of a week for you guys uh, in the last seven days since uh, we were last all here together. Not to, not to relitigate Illinois State, but coming out of Illinois State, coming out of that SIU game, um, Coach Brome talked about after the game about how he kind of walked into the into the staff meeting on Thursday and said, "Look, we're gonna we're gonna fix this. We're gonna go in on Saturday. We're gonna play our best basketball of the year." Uh, just in terms of the preparation between walking off the floor Tuesday night to walking on the floor Saturday afternoon, from your perspective, just what was what was the the locked in, I guess, uh, ability of this team and the staff and everybody around the program? Yeah, it was a couple of things. You know, there was no woe was me. You know, uh, I thought Coach Prom did a great job. Am I good there, Dave? You're good. Oh, yeah, Co- you're good. Coach Prom did a great job saying, look, you know, we, we dropped a couple at home. We probably should have won, could have won. Um, we got to go play our best basketball up in, in Iowa, and, and that's what we're going to do, you know. Um, you know, the other side of it is we're, we're good on the road. You know, yeah. we, we've been good on the road um, for whatever reason. So I felt like naturally we were going to go play well anyway, and, and coach drove it home. We, we're going to go play our bas- best basketball. We're going to go play full 40 minutes. We're going to go do it on each end, and that's exactly what we did. One of the things that a lot of people, obviously no people outside of the program, uh, are, are privy to are the – are the night before meals, team meetings, and so on. And yep. uh, part of what uh, Coach Prohm's message was that night was, you know, obviously since coming back from Christmas, it's all been about Mudita, and we're all cheering for each other and celebrating each other's success. And he gave out pictures to everybody from, from Fletcher Boatwright's uh, pregame dunk there against Illinois State and just 
the joy in that picture that all of his teammates had around him. And I thought just feeling that in the room and listening to everybody go around and explain what the picture meant to them, that these guys, these guys are they're dialed in to each other as much as anything. And I thought, you know, obviously you look at the final score, it was pretty apparent, but it just felt like they were locked into each other and as dialed in as connected as we've seen them in a little while. Yeah, it was a great point and a great message from Coach, you know. Um, Focus on each other. Focus on others, not yourself. Like, it's okay if, if Rob Perry, it's okay if you don't have 15 tonight, if, if you're focused on what you're doing to help us win or what you're doing to, to make Jacoby Wood better, or Quincy Anderson better, and on down the line. Like, you know, don't get caught up in, in yourself. Don't get caught up in your statistics. Be more caught up in the man beside you and, most importantly, the team, and we'll play well. Because really, the, the only stat that really matters at the end of the day is, is did the racers win? That's it. <laughs> or, or, they, or they didn't win. And you just take a look at how much momentum plays in the games we're playing because I know the scouting is good all over the country, but I don't know if there's a league that's scouting each other any better than the coaches in this league right now. I mean, yep. you, you, it's almost like, a, like it's a football game where you got the play and you go up to the line. You almost have to call it you know, moments before the snap. So, sure. because they know what you're going to do, we know what they're going to do. Sure. Yeah, that's interesting you say that. You know, Dan Muller, who was the head coach at Illinois State for a number of years, he did a TV game last year, and uh, I was talking to him beforehand. He was like, man, the, the Valley is such a well-coached league. Tim Jankovic, who was the head coach at SMU, he was at Illinois State. He coached in multiple leagues. He said that was the Valley was the best coach league he's ever coached in. You look at some of the coaches that, are, that have come through the Valley, you know, whether that's uh, McDermott or Porter Mosier. Um, Tubby Smith just you, went into the you know, Valley Hall of Fame. So it is. It's a really well-coached league. You have to make adjustments. You've got to make adjustments on the fly. And a lot of these games are going to be possession games where each possession really matters and you can't make a mistake because if you do, the opponent will take advantage of it. You know, and that's, that's a great thing the racers have going for them. I looked uh, – Yesterday, Murray State's number nine in the country in the fewest turnovers per game. It's just above nine per game. What what has caused the racers to really shore up that part of their game? Because that's, that's got to help. Yeah, one of it is we have good guard play. You know, the ball's going to be in Jacoby Woods' hands a lot, Rob Perry's hands a lot, Quincy Anderson, Brian Moore. Um, those guys are sure-handed with the ball. Um, you know, we work on it daily in practice, whether that's ball handling, whether that's passing. You know, just to just to touch on it and fine tune it, and and we put a big emphasis on it. You know, that's number one thing on offense: take care of the ball, get a good shot. We come back on the Racer Report live at the Hop Hound Brew Pub in Murray. We'll turn our attention to the Belmont Bruins coming up on Wednesday, and that is coming up next on the Racer Report live. Welcome back to the Racer Report live at the Hop Hound Brew Pub in Murray. Jeff Fidwell and Dave Winder joined by Murray State men's assistant coach. Jonathan Maddox, 43 points uh, given up, and is one of the defensive coordinators on that on this team. I know uh, that'll make your heart sing. Fewest points given up on the road by a Murray State team in, in 11 years. Uh, just to, 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 to paint with the broad brush, what were you most happy with uh, from the effort on Saturday? Yeah, it was just that multiple efforts. Um, you know, we were kind of coming through the the edit. You know, just now at the office and. Um, you know, whether we got in rotation, like we were actually watching one of Rob's clips, we get in rotation in the second half. Jacoby Wood dives on the floor for a loose ball, doesn't get it. Northern Iowa gets it. We end up getting back matched. Um, guy has an open shot. 
Rob runs at him, he shot fakes, he side dribbles, then Justin runs at him, we contest, we force a miss. So just the multiple efforts, you know, for the duration of the game. Thought we got off to a little bit of a slow start defensively, and sometimes that happens, especially on the road. And then you just settle in, you talk during the first media, you get guys relaxed, you adjust, and you go from there. But their effort uh, as a team, 1 through 14, was really, really good in all areas. Dave, go ahead. We get Malik Abdul-Golwad back. He's, he, he plays ten and a half minutes, and he plays with such an enthusiasm. He's got this smile on his face uh, while, while he's playing, and he's very intense with the way he plays. Yep. But how, how big a deal is that for the racers to get him back here in the final uh, month of the season? Uh, plays ten and a half minutes and uh, ends up getting uh, four points, three rebounds, and you know, he, it looked like he really impacted the racers' ability to he win. Did. He did. He did. Him getting back is huge, you know, because it's such a physical league. You look at our two previous games, I think we were minus 31 on the glass uh, combined in the SIU and Illinois State game. In, in this game, we were plus nine on the glass. So that's such a huge component of the game because I felt like in those two games we got stops, um, but we either didn't get enough offensive rebounds ourselves. We only got one offensive rebound, SIU or we gave up too many defensive rebounds or gave up too many offensive rebounds to the opponent. So having another guy with size, with athleticism, with physicality is huge going down the stretch. Plus nine on the glass overall. Northern Iowa, a top five team in the country in defensive rebounding, and you guys went and chased it and got 11 offensive yep. boards, which is something the last couple games hadn't been able to get a lot uh, A lot of those uh, chased down. What, what was the difference uh, on Saturday other than maybe just a – sort of that that controlled recklessness, right. I guess, for lack of a better way to put it. Yeah, it was a glaring week. I told the guys, so we played 80 minutes of basketball between the SIU and Illinois State game, and we got a grand total of seven offensive rebounds. Unacceptable. Um, you know, guys who, who should be going weren't going. Guys who were going weren't defeating box outs. You have to go with a reckless abandon, like you said, and you got to be able to defeat a box out. I thought Justin Morgan – Nick Ellington, Malik on, on Saturday, they defeated box. Not only did they go, they defeated box outs. We kept balls alive. We got second chances. And, and in this league, when, when your offense gets bogged down, you've got to be able to create more possessions, which offensive rebounds do for sure. you. It's Belmont on Wednesday night. Obviously a big game around these parts. Uh, the Bruins scuffling right now. The Lost six of seven. Uh, but we've also seen them blow the doors off of Drake in their yep. building. Just a week ago, they were up 19 on the first half at, yep. at Indiana, against Indiana State at home before uh, they kicked that away. Uh, they may be struggling, but Belmont is still Belmont, and it's going to take another full 40. Yeah, struggling is a, is a relative term. Sure. I was talking to a friend of mine last week. He said, who in the Valley ain't struggled? You right. know what I mean? So um, it's one of those things where we all hit those highs and lows, the ebbs and flows of the season. Uh, but you're right. Uh, they have a really good team. They had been without Jacoby Gillespie, who's a really good player for them. Obviously, them being down a guard led to some of their struggles because they, they lacked a ball handler. They lacked another score. He's back now. Um, I anticipate him starting on Wednesday. Uh, but they have three really, really good players in Malik Dia inside who can go inside and out. Kay Tyson, who's a really, really good shooter, and Jacoby Gillespie, who's a, a really good playmaker and can get downhill and make shots. Um, those three guys are, are, are tough to stop. We're going to have to do a great job on all three of them. How, how can you uh, maybe put a put a finger on the road performances that this team's had? Uh, only team in the country to have three 20-plus wins on the road right now. Yep. That, that's really amazing. 
It is. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I probably need a few more degrees to, to, <laughs> to figure out why we play so well on the road and, and not great at home. Um, you know, I, I do think we have a loose group. I think we have a us-against-the-world mentality when we're on the road. Um, and then we're really good defensively. You know, we're second in the league in defensive efficiency. Uh, we're first in the league in points per game given up. The one thing about defense, you can put it on a bus, you can put it on a plane, you can put it in a car. It will travel. Shooting may not always travel. Scoring may not always travel. But you can pack that defense up in that luggage and take it with you wherever you go. Now that is the quote of the year <laughs> right there. That's, a, that's awesome. Defense travels. I've, travels. I've heard that said. It there travels. And now we know it travels in any number of it's ways. Planes. How, however you want to go. Planes, trains, and automobiles right there. Uh, we will be taking the bus uh, to Nashville uh, tomorrow, 7 o'clock, Murray State, Belmont. Uh, at the Curb Center on Wednesday night. Jonathan Maddox, thanks for the time today, yep. and good luck Wednesday. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, Johnny. All right, Appreciate there's Johnny. It. We, uh, we come back, we will talk with Murray State senior guard Rob Perry. That's coming up next. You're listening to the Racer Report Live from the Hop Hound Brew Pub. Welcome back to the Racer Report Live at the Hop Hound Brew Pub. Jeff Bidwell and Dave Winder joined now by Murray State senior guard Rob Perry. A disappointing week leading up to Northern Iowa. Talking to Quincy Anderson after the game uh, on Saturday, and he said you guys had a team meeting at some point during the week and, and fleshed out some stuff uh, without uh, violating too much confidentiality of those players-only meetings. What happened in there that, that maybe unlocked some stuff for Saturday? Uh, yeah, it was just a bunch of guys just getting on the same page. You know, it's frustrating. It's a frustrating season. You know, it's a lot of ups and downs. It's a lot of things that plays a part, uh, a lot of adversity. But it's about how you can come together as a team for the bigger picture, you know. And we speak a lot about Mudita and being happy for one another. And, you know, lately the past two games that, you know, we was on those losing skids, we just weren't happy for one another. And if we were, it kind of went away and got away from us. So, yeah, we just talked on the things that, you know, we need to work on, we need to get better at and how we can channel our energy the same way, you know, every night for 40 minutes. And, you know, the meeting showed uh, you and I for 40 minutes, the happiness, the joy, you know, and the complete total effort that those guys showed out on the court. So I think the meeting really helped, you know, and it was very, very effective, and it it, it showed on the game that we played. It's, it's, it's not hard to find a lot of joy when you're – trouncing a team by 30 on their own home floor. You guys give up 43 points at Northern Iowa since Christmas, and that was kind of the reset. The last game before Christmas, SMU came in here and just did whatever they want, and everybody went home, took a deep breath, came back, and it was, all right, we need to refocus. We need to start. We need to fix this defense, and since then, you're number two in defensive efficiency in the conference. You're number one in scoring defense. From your seat, what has improved so greatly in the last six weeks since you guys came back from Christmas break? Uh, I think I said it started with just the coaches being able to get on me, you know, just in practice, uh, me taking on a challenge and, you know, just being going one from A to Z. So them just being hard on me, me accepting the challenge, whether I'm guarding Brian in practice, Jacoby in practice, whoever it is, just trying to get them better and, you know, the energy just going from one all the way down, man. And I think that's really helped us and me just wanting to accept that. And then also, you know, the schemes that we've been putting together, knowing that they're, they're, they can be effective and knowing that, you know, it will work and knowing that we have the right mindset to make it work. So 
man, just coming back, listening, you know, being open-minded and just accepting what the coaches have in place for us in the store and just going out there imposing our will because, you know, we can impose our will and we've shown it defensively, offensively. So just knowing that we can do it, and I think that's been the biggest thing for us, knowing that we can do it and just channeling our ends on the defensive end, hanging our hats there. You know, in this league, uh, there aren't a lot of teams that uh, run as much as, as we do. Indiana State gets it up and down the floor. Uh, Belmont can as, as well. And I tell you what, it, there's nothing better than be over there on our sideline and watching people chase you and, and guys are going to the corner and we've got those transition uh, opportunities. And, you know, um, as the historian of the Murray State men's basketball program, I certainly would have to put you uh, in the, uh, the top five, top ten at, at least, most just pure shooters that we've had here. And dare I say, I, I don't know if I've seen anybody that can hit just that mid-range jumper. You've made that your, your bread and butter. And many times late in the shot clock, we start yelling, butter, butter, <laughs> butter. Um, tell, tell us where you got that shot. Was that just honed uh, back home in Orlando? How, how did that come about? Um, so I used to just always shoot threes and layups. And I had to get a, a in-between game because I knew people, as I got more in college, I knew people would scout the three or try to take it away from me. And, you know, they have bigger people at the rim. So I had to learn how to be effective in the mid-range. I wouldn't say shoot it, but be effective. And the biggest thing I learned was that I'm obviously a bigger guard uh, size-wise and just being able to shoot over people is obviously a blessing for some people. But, you know, I'm happy that I had the skill to do it. So, man, I just work hard at it. And, you know, it's kind of came my thing now. And, you know, I got to keep keep it on as much as I can. And won a state championship at Oak Ridge High School, right? First one in school history. Oh, was it really? It was. There, there's nothing like being a state champion. Not everybody gets a chance to do that. So, um, I've, I've got to mention that, that Rob uh, is probably one of the top five hydrators in the history of Murray State men's basketball. He brings, the folks, if I could describe it, he brings a water jug that's about Probably a foot got and a half tall. How many gallons of water do you, you're about halfway done. You have to drink that whole thing before the day's over? Uh, not before the day's over, but before I go to bed, I try to make sure I'm done because in the middle of the night, I find myself trying to grab me some water or going to get water. And it's not there, but you know, I try to keep I try to keep my gallon of water with me daily, you know, and try to stay hydrated as much as I can. Well, well you're doing a good job of it. All Missouri Valley hydrator. Uh, how much how much water goes in that big jug? Uh, just a gallon a day. Uh, it looks like more, just a gallon, <laughs> huh? Okay. Well, before we let you go, uh, certainly well within reach at this point. Uh, 135 points away from 2,000 for your career. Uh, if you're able to get that milestone, not many folks can get to that point. Uh, what would that mean to you to, to be able to hit 2,000? Uh, it would be special, man. I'm just trying to be like Caitlin Young, you know, another uh, racer great. Uh, man, I'm just I'm just thankful to actually be in a moment, be able to say I achieved that milestone. And, you know, if I get to it, you know, I'll be happy and just something I can add to my college resume. But, man, I'm just trying to be with my feet at. I'm trying to, you know, stay in the moment, uh, enjoy it as much as I can because in a couple months I ain't going to be able to say I can get any more college points. So, Man, I'm just taking it all in, and, you know, hopefully we do, we do get that milestone and, you know, channel my thoughts into these three games that I want to play in March and, you know, bring an MVC title back to Murray State. Your lips to God's ears. Rob Perry, Murray State senior guard. Uh, we'll see you Wednesday in Nashville. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, sure. Rob. Thank all right, there's Rob Perry.
We come back, we will talk with already a 2,000-point score, Caitlin Young, Murray State senior forward. That's next. We're live at the Hot Pound Brew Pub with the Racer Report Live. Welcome back to the Racer Report Live from the Hot Pound Brew Pub in Murray. Joined now by Murray State senior forward, Caitlin Young. Uh, about 10 days ago, the newest member of the 2,000-point club at Murray State. Uh, I know you've got bigger and better things to worry about this season, like winning some basketball games, but uh, reaching that plateau and, and joining some extremely rarefied air in this program, what, what's that meant to you? It's a huge honor. Um, not a whole lot of Division One athletes are able to actually, you know, make it to that 2,000 point. So I'm just really honored. When's uh, Friday night uh, down in Nashville, uh, 73-54, uh, a, a season-low 54 points for you guys, which has just been uh, – you guys have been tilting scoreboards left and right this season. Just uh, what, what from your seat, what happened Friday? Against a really good defensive team, and all the credit to Belmont for that, but uh, you guys just haven't been bottled up much this season, and they certainly did that to you. Yeah, I mean, their defense was amazing and everything, but I really think it comes down to making shots. Um, they were really on. They were just making those outside shots. But, um, yeah, I think it's just making shots at the end of the day. Hey, last week on the, the Racer Report podcast, we visited uh, briefly, and I'd like to go back to just the idea of it, it doesn't matter what sport we get a student athlete to Murray State to play. It's, it's our desire to see you max out your abilities. And it's um, – it's great to see, it. and, and so, sometimes it's not a, a player who's uh, going to be the player of the year or anything like that. They're going to be a good player in whatever sport they are, but you, you want to see them just get better and better and better. And then by the time they're to their last season, you go, you know what, that, that kid has uh, maxed it out. And I, f- I feel like you've done that. Just tell us about that process of the, the things you've gotten better at since, since you got here. Um, yeah, at the beginning, I really was only a 15-foot shooter, really didn't go out to the three. Um, I've really worked on that um, and started to get better at the three. I mean, it's, I've been struggling recently, but um, you can always get better at that. And then also just the post moves. Um, you can always improve on anything, honestly, so just continuing to work on the footwork and things like that. So, so when you catch the ball in the post, you have like a file folder that opens up in your mind and you go, okay, I could do that one, that one, that one. How do you decide? It's just is really. It, sometimes does it just happen? Yeah, honestly, yes. And you go, it's wow. Just, it's just reading the defense, yeah. um, seeing what they're giving you, and just how you can honestly also get your other teammates open. I've had to deal with the double team as of recently in the past couple seasons. So um, just learning, that was a big learning curve for me, not being able to just go straight up, kind of looking for my other teammates also. You guys are in the middle, finally wrapping up this seven games and nine-game road stretch. Uh, I've learned very quickly uh, with my radio duties that the, the road is a grind, and I'm not doing anywhere near the work you guys are. Uh, just, just in terms of, if you can explain to people, just, just the, it's nice to play at home and, and just sleep in your own bed and all that, but the buses and the, the hotels and the odd practice times and all that, trying to get ready, it, and especially when you just – road game after road game after road game it's sort of this this traveling circus life it it's a challenge on you guys isn't it it definitely is it's um out of the ordinary really you get out of your routine which is never great honestly so just trying to like be in the moment and just being there and 
taking each practice one at a time and just trying to get better. You've got SIU on Friday, Missouri State on Sunday, both games on the road. You just saw those teams a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago here. So is, is there an advantage to, in terms of preparation uh, to, to seeing a team so quickly uh, again a second time? Um, I kind of think so. Just it's fresh in your mind, honestly. Kind of remember the girls, remember their, what they do often. So that really does help. You guys have – you're in a little bit of a funk right now, which in this league everybody hits their little – their funk stage, I guess. Uh, last year you had that stretch as well, which sort of helped precipitate the Coach Turner going to the system and so on. Has this, has this stretch for you guys, has it felt different than last year at all, or is it we're just not winning and that's all I'm really focused on? Um, I think a little bit of both. Like, we're not winning, but I feel like this team is really determined not to have another streak like last year. Um, we're working hard to try to find ways to make those shots, get better on defense, and coaches are doing a good job of making changes. And you, you, you are still wanting a career in athletics, college athletics. Right, you haven't chased you away yet. This no, year. not no. yet. Well, I, t- I told you you could you could go you could come with us into the great world of athletics communications, or you could. I will tackle the academic you, I will tackle part. you, you before could, I let you do that. There's you, plenty you could of do other jobs. compliance, but you, but but you're not going to coach. Yeah, probably not. I mean, I might do it at the high school. Then level. that gives uh, Rochelle just a sad look on her face. Yes, when you say that. I'll tell you though, they probably want me to coach a little bit, but. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. There's Caitlin Young, Murray State women on the road in Carbondale taking on SIU 6 o'clock on Friday night. Thanks, as always, for joining us. Good luck Friday. Thank you. All Thanks, right. Caitlin. There's Caitlin Young. We come back. We will talk with the head coach of the Murray State Racers, Rochelle Turner. That is next. We're live at the Hop Pound Brew Pub for Racer Report Live. Welcome back to the Racer Report Live from the Hop Pound Brew Pub. Jeff Bidwell and Dave Winder joined now by Murray State Women's basketball coach Rochelle Turner. Uh, just one game last week, 73-54, uh, go down in Nashville uh, to Belmont. I guess just first from the big picture, what was your uh, great takeaway from that evening? Um, Belmont's outstanding basketball team. Uh, you have to be at your best, and we weren't. We didn't. We didn't make any shots, you know, especially in the in the first half. Really throughout the game, I thought defensively we played well enough to keep us in it as bad as the offense was. And a lot of times our defense is awful and our offense has been good, but you know, it's just hats off to them. I mean, I'm, I'm a kind of a realist and I, and I'm understand where we are versus where other programs are right now in our second year in this league. And Belmont's not a place that a lot of people go and win. Uh, that's not the one that bothers me. I'm still stuck on the Missouri state game. Um, you don't, you know, you, you take care of that. You're seven and three. You're like, it's pretty dang good. Pretty dang good for, you know, us. But, you know, because we did not take care of business and we gave that away, then having to back that up against Belmont. I right. mean, and I know a lot of people would take six and four. I mean, there, there's a lot of coaches in this league that would take it and say, hey, look at the improvements. Look, look at where you are compared to where you were, things like that. So um, I'm thankful that we are where we are. But we are not playing like I know we're capable of playing right now. And so that's on me, and that's on me to fix. And we are spending this entire week trying to figure that out. We've got to get offensive-minded. We've got to start make, we've got to start scoring points again. And the other teams, I mean, are, are doing a great job of scouting. They're doing a good job of slowing us now. But we have to decide, are we going to let that happen to us, or are we going to go make, make something happen? And I think we've got to go with that mindset this week that we're just going to go out and make it happen, 
and win, lose, or draw, we are going to at least make it the game that we want it to be. And I think we've gotten away from that. Your mission statement from the summer was the system is going to help us close the gap faster than us just trying to keep playing the way we were playing and and eventually catch up through recruiting and so on. I think from us dopes on the outside that things went so well and then maybe punctuated by a good Illinois State team comes in and you beat them by 30 that the gap was closed and that you had that you had it was the work was done in a lot of ways but that was obviously premature and there's still the, the gap has shrunk which is great but there's still there is still plenty of work to be done. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and that thing about it is, is if you look at the process of this, are we competitive in every game yeah. for the most part, unlike maybe we were a year ago? And the answer is yes. Yeah. So part of me is like, okay, you tell the kids to trust the process, you got to trust the process, and we're going to take baby steps and we're going to get there and you have to finish every sentence with yet. We're not there yet. But the other part of me is like, why not now? I mean, so, you know, the frustration of seeing us be so good at times and then seeing us be so bad at times, it's like, where's the consistency? And I'm not even talking about the winning. And I know a lot of people talk about that, and I want to win. I don't want anybody to think that I don't want to win. I I (laughs) hate losing more than I like winning. I mean, it's, it's just who I am. But I also understand that this has been a process to get us to where we are, and now it's going to be a process to get us where we need to be. So I think you're right. I think at first everybody's like, man, this is great. This is flawless. Look at us go. And now we're into the harder part of our season, and things are slowing down, and then there's questions. Well, is this really going to work? Is this we, – we knew it wouldn't work, you know, right. and all these doubts creep in. But I'll tell you, I'm a believer in this, and I'm not going away from it. And our players just have to understand that we've got to get back to playing our type of brand of basketball that we want to play, and we just got to keep getting better. And, and there's still nothing better to a basketball team than seeing the ball go through the hoop. That's that's just the just the bottom line. And you know, oh, by the way, Belmont's one loss at home was to Mississippi State, uh, Belmont, Drake, Missouri State, Illinois State. None of them have lost a conference game at home yet. So, uh, <clears throat> being able to win on the road, you got you're going to have to steal a couple. Uh, and, uh, you know, you just, you just look at getting that game kind of revved up. People are walking it up the floor. How, how do you get it sped up on, on things that you guys could do? For, I guess first thing is starts with defensive rebounding. It and does. Then get it out of there, right? It does. And, and you know, you, we can control offensively how fast we go. And I, I think that's one thing we can control. Now, there is defense, and there's people trying to stop you from doing it, but there are ways that we can speed the game up offensively, uh, rebounding the basketball, getting the ball out, getting stops. You know, another thing is if we don't score, we can't start press. Well, we, we, we're not scoring the basketball right now, so that's, that hurts the pace. So, you know, there's different things that we can do and, and, and try to change, turn that around, but I think we've just got to get back to playing with that attitude that we're going to play this way and we're going to we're going to respect this process and at the end of the night what the scoreboard says what the scoreboard says I want to go back to the Drake game we scored 98 points and lose I couldn't have been more proud (laughs) I mean that's how we want to play and hats off to the other team if they have to score 107 to beat us then so be it but when a team only has to score 53 points to beat us that's not who we are and so we've just got to get back to that, and we're, we're tweaking and making changes and working on things. And 
I'm yelling and screaming and, you know, trying to take a different approach with them, and uh, we're trying. And, uh, but uh, as we all know, this is a marathon. It is not a sprint. So we're going to get on the bus, and we're going to go, and we're going to focus on one thing at a time, and that's SIU, and that's the only thing we can worry about. That, that we, we can only control so much. So this is tough. Travel's tough. We've had seven of nine on the road, but there is no excuses that are going to be allowed from anybody in our program. We've just got to be better. That's Rochelle Turner. We come back. We'll look ahead to Friday's game with Southern Illinois. And that is uh, coming up next from the Hot Pound Brew Pub in Murray. On Welcome the back to the Race live. Report live at the Hot Pound Brew Pub in Murray. Jeff Bidwell and Dave Winder, along with Murray State women's basketball coach Rochelle Turner. Up until the last two games, you had had at least 11 assists in every game this year. Six and then seven the last two games. What has changed to obviously – the negative uh, for you about the ball not moving and and obviously you didn't score a whole bunch down in Nashville but that that's a number that that needs to be probably pushing 20 to, to make you happy on a given night yeah absolutely part of that is the ball sticking a little bit we're not we don't have as good a ball movement uh obviously when we do make a pass we miss the shot can't right. get an assist unless the shot goes in so I mean there there are some different things that that can contribute to that the thing that's been most bothersome for me is the turnovers uh, we struggled uh, mightily, uh, 50 turnovers uh, in a week versus SIU and Missouri State, and we're fortunate it only bit us once. Um, turnovers weren't as bad against Belmont, but the number's still too high. Uh, we have to take advantage of every possession. We've got to value the basketball, and we've got to at least get a shot up um, every trip. I know and you alluded to in our last segment you would rather chew glass than, than lose a basketball game. Uh, but in the middle of this stretch right now where you guys are not uh, – you're not winning games. I don't, want to, I don't want to necessarily say you're struggling, but you're just not winning games. But has the is, – is this year's stretch in your gut, it, does it feel differently than, than what you guys went through last year? It does because, for one, we're in it. Yeah. We're in it. I mean, there, you know, I don't think that we show up and there's anybody that thinks, well, if we play our C game, we're going to beat Murray State. I, I think we're there – and I think that everybody knows we're here, and, and I think that's important. We've just got to start being consistent, and I'm, I know I'll go way back. When I first took the job at Murray High School, those kids didn't believe they could win. We played Marshall County, and very first game blew us out by 24. And you give the – they put their pants on the same way speech, and they look at you like, whatever, coach. I mean, these, these teams win. That's all they do is win. And so, eventually, you start believing, and eventually you start closing the gap, and you start creeping in a little bit, and then you finally get over that hump, and then you start believing. We've got to get over that hump. We have not beat a team in conference that we, should, that we shouldn't have beat. And I think that that's part of it. You look at our losses, and as the kids say, there's no shame in our game. I mean, we haven't lost to somebody that we necessarily shouldn't have lost to, but we haven't beaten anybody either. So I just go back to winning is hard. And it's, and it's an establishment of a program that needs to win. Our program has not consistently won. So we've got to get our mindset and our actions and our work ethic and our consistency and our confidence to the point that we start believing, why don't we deserve to win every night? And I know that that doesn't seem like something that might be difficult, but if you've never led a group of people, then you do not understand how hard it is to get all of them to understand no, we haven't consistently won yet, but we can and we will if we all figure this out together. And so that's kind of still where we are. 
I mean, you look at Belmont, they win. That's what they do. Right. The, that, that's the expectation. That's what they expect. We're still trying to get there, and I think that we're, we're getting closer. Again, we're closing all kinds of gaps this year that we needed, that, that, you know, we're taking the steps that we need to, but we are still not giving ourselves an opportunity to believe. And that's going to change this week. Now, I don't know what's going to happen on the scoreboard, but you're going to see a team that has confidence and believes in themselves and is going to go hard Friday night. I, I put that out there. I'll tell you what, every time we get together, I just feel like I got run through a brick wall for you, Coach. I mean, it's it must be awesome to and, play for you. And I'm Dave just saying, Dave doesn't run anywhere, so <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's right. That's a big that's that, a big thing. That's right. But yeah, it's it's boy, it's great to have these moments every week on the show. Just very quickly, I think we got a little bit of time here. Um, preseason is different than the first half of the season. Is different than the second half of the season. One of the biggest things is. At some point there in January, everybody's got a full load of classes, and that's that's important, very important. How how do you balance all that? How, how do you balance because we're we're just talking about what a grind it is. If you don't watch it, you got a whole you got a whole team with dead legs. Yeah, you got to watch that. It's a grind, and you know, young women that their education is the most important thing, and that's a good thing. That's mm-hmm. not a bad thing. But when you're the basketball coach, you, you want the next most important thing to be basketball. And we've got kids taking all kinds of classes. Some of them I can't even pronounce. But what we try to do is we try to take that off of them. We don't start practice three days a week till 4 p.m. Now, is that ideal for me? I have a husband, a child at home, a child in college. And no, it's not. But it's not about me. So if I don't leave the gym till 7 o'clock, at least I have let those players go to class, go to study hall, go to their tutoring, do what they need to do to be successful. That's what servant leaders do. So we try to take some of that pressure off of them because girls want to do well in school. I want them to do well in school. And then we just kind of manage our load throughout the week, uh, you know, of how much we're on our legs, how much we're lifting. It, are we focusing more on half-court stuff in practice versus full-court? It's just something that you kind of have to measure. And the relationship that I have with our kids, they'll, they'll tell me, Coach, we're tired. Or, Coach, I think we can give a little bit more today. And I think it's just the communication and the understanding that they have priorities. So if I don't prioritize their priorities, I'm not going to get anywhere with them anyway. And if you've ever tried to be around 15 girls and try to make everybody happy, it is impossible. <laughs> so we just try to do what we can do to reassure them that we understand what's important to them, and we're going to make that important to us as well. Well, what's important to all of you is getting a win in Carbondale on Friday night, 6 o'clock, Murray State and SIU. Rochelle Turner, thanks for the time as always, and good luck Friday. Thanks, Rochelle. Thanks, guys. All right, we come back. We will wrap things up from the Hot Pound Brew Pub. You are listening to the Racer Report Live. Welcome back to the Racer Report Live. Jeff Bidwell and Dave Winder wrapping things up at the Hop Hound Brew Pub uh, after a slow week for Murray State's women with just one game last week. They're back at it with two. Friday night, they'll be in Carbondale taking on SIU. Sunday afternoon, they'll be in Springfield, Missouri, taking on Missouri State. The men with two games as well. We'll be in Nashville Wednesday night as they'll be the uh, Racers taking on the Bruins of Belmont and then back home on Saturday. Uh, Feels like we've been away for a while here <laughs> yeah. after just one one trip on a plane over yeah. to uh, it, it does over because to Iowa. because uh, many many weeks it's a road trip every week yep. and uh, I can't tell you how 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 convenient it was to just hop on a plane uh, in Cedar Falls after that game on Saturday and back in Murray well, by six thirty I mean that yep. really talk about the 
dead legs for the guys. That yep. really helped them. It really helped this old guy here too. But uh, And then looking forward into next week uh, after the uh, after Rochelle's team goes to SIU and Missouri State, back at home a week from Thursday on the 15th, and that is our Greek night uh, at the CFSB Center. So we'll have a lot of students, a lot of, lot of, th- lot of games and stuff. We had the, the Greek night at the last men's home game. So, um, And then – Towards the end here, a lot of big games coming up yep. uh, for uh, both teams. And then Saturday in that Evansville game for the men, a very special national anthem uh, performer who draws and plays the national anthem at the same time. That's coming up on Saturday. All right, looking, so forward, we're looking to forward to that. There you go. Dave, thanks for the time as always. We'll yes, see sir. You next Have week. a good day. All right. Thank you all for listening to the Racer Report live from the Hot Pound. Brew Pub in Murray, and we will talk to you next week.